Hi, y'all. My name is Danasia, and I'm a 22-year-old type A black girl from Las Vegas who just moved to New York City last year to work for L'Oreal as a financial analyst. Hey, y'all. My name is Faith, and I'm a 23-year-old type A black girl from AZ living in Denver working remotely for Cisco as a business analyst. This season is finally here, and we can't wait to share more about our personal lives, working big girl jobs, relationships, and life in general as type A black girls. Hope you enjoy. Hi, guys. Welcome back. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to season seven episode question mark at this point. We've been we've been doing really good with batch uploading. I mean, with batch um, recording because the holidays, birthdays, Christmas. This will be four. Episode four. This will be four. OK, thank you. Because I. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, moms, let's go ahead and go straight to our classroom announcements because we have a very special guest. and I really want to get to them. Yes. So, um, as y'all know, we now have our link tree in our bio. Well, I mean, we've been had it up there, but it's also in the bio of this episode. So please join our type A black girls group me. The girlies have been in there talking about their experiences. Like it feels like a very much community in there. Um, besides the bots, I'd be having to kick out and they begin real creative with the prompts, bro. Like some girl like two days ago went in there talking about, hi guys, I just lost my son to cancer. So please, if you could just donate, the first half, I was like, oh, my God. Like, you know, I'm like, oh, we got to get a GoFundMe going for one of our type A black girls. Second half was like, please cash app at da da da. And it was I the most scammy. It. it was the most scammy scam. And she didn't have no profile picture. So for a second, I was like, this could really be a real person. But the ending was giving like your typical scammer. So yeah. I don't know where these scammers be finding our page. Because they got to click the link tree in the bio. Every time. Some of our listeners don't even do that. And the scammers are doing this. I don't know. But Literally. that's besides the point. Um, please join our group me. Um, we also have our book club. We're reading Verity by Colleen Hoover. I still have not started it. And I've been avoiding the group chat like the plague. <laughs> because y'all have been talking. I'm like, bro, we got to stop this. Whatever. I know it's not spoilers directly. But I don't know what it means. Don't talk about it. So I literally had to mute that part of the group me. Because yeah. I'm like, I'm not going to. I need to not know. Yeah. Um, but the girlies are saying it's some of the best books they've ever read. Um, they love it. They set the Colleen eight down. So we're going to have our one and final one big meeting on December 10th at 8 p.m. Eastern virtually to talk about it and debrief the entire book. So don't feel pressured to read the whole book and do multiple sessions. Um, we're only doing one big session to talk about yeah. the entire thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then finally, please subscribe to our YouTube channel. That's also on our link tree. And we're trying to get to 200 subscribers, which I think we can do this season. Yeah. We're already at 177, so we're good. Yeah. Um, but if you guys are watching us on YouTube, you can see that we have a very special guest. So everybody, welcome Eve. So if you guys were keeping up with us, what was that, like two seasons ago, we had a Type A Black Girls trivia on our Instagram page, where basically we wanted to see how much you guys knew about the podcast and our top two winners, um, E, what came in second place, E killed it, like literally knew more about the podcast than we did, to be honest with you. Um, So E is our winner for this season and is on the pod for today to talk about things we're doing to heal our inner child. So um, their pronouns are they and them. I'm going to give them the floor to introduce themselves and tell us all about your life. What's going on? Yeah. Hi, y'all. Yeah, I'm E. I guess I can go from like present backwards. So right now I live in Denver and I'm a product manager in tech working with Salesforce. Um, before that, I went to ASU, graduated from the School of Engineering don't know how I did it now that I look back at it and then I yeah yeah 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I was raised in Texas, down in Houston. So, oh, cool. Love her down. Love. Bravo. Yeah. Love. I, you know, I love me some Houston. So, yeah. Yeah. Every time I go, it's a great time. Um, you so make thank me you want to go back. No, listen, next time you go, take me with you. Because, listen, Atomic Bottle was where I was at all weekend. Um, but that's the point. So we have our question of the week. Uh, moms, do you want to read off this one? Yeah. So um, the question of the week for this week uh, is, what are three products you would rebuy tomorrow if you lost it today? Um, so E, we'll have you go first. Okay, so this took a second. But my first one is my Chef IQ cooker because being able to just put the rice in and it does all the work and the rice comes out perfect every time is uh, mm-hmm. it's something I can't go back from. Uh, yeah. My Bagu fanny pack, I can fit like my gigantic portable charger and a water bottle in there. It's a literal Mary Poppins bag. Love her forever. And then my Google Home because like, Y'all can see I have smart lights all over this place. So talking to the homie, so much easier than just like trying to do it all on my phone, jumping from app to app. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Our our entire home is is home. And because she'd be be hearing me. Um, And it's so great. Like, I feel like I'm living, you know, that smart lady movie in um, Disney Channel. Smart house. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's exactly how I feel. And I'm like, like that I've movie. been into audiobooks and I've been like, I'm, I'm like, change it to the bathroom speaker. Like, I really, I'm like, shout out to Lola for being a tech guy because I would never do this for myself. Like, shout out to No, her. that movie used to scare yeah. me as a kid, but now I'm like, this is truly our future. I mean, truly. This is the current, yeah. current lifestyle be, we're living. She'd be listening. I can tell you that. For real. Yeah. It's, it's bad. Um, and some of my customers are the G word and she'll literally be like, huh? Girl, I wasn't talking to you. I'm in a meeting. Like, yeah. Um, but yeah, so for me, it would be boo pads. Y'all know I'm not a bra girl. I was just talking to my little sister. I was like, I don't think I've had a bought a bra since high school. Like, and in high school, my stepmom got a boob job, and so she just gave me all her bras. So there was really no need. I had like I had a black bra, a tan bra. And that's why I needed. Like I didn't really, and I, I would, I was big on bralettes. I was huge on bralettes, actually. Um, but yeah, boot pads from Amazon. If y'all want the specific brand, I'll post it on the story when this episode comes out. Also, um, my hands are slippery from body oil, and I was spraying my favorite perfume, and my perfume splattered on the floor, <gasps> and I was sick. Like I was like, Dammy rushed in, and he was like, "What's going on?" And I was like, "It's taking everything in me not to cry." Like, I love this perfume so much. Like, it's taking everything in me not to cry. And he was like, it's okay. We'll just get your new one. Da, da, da. I ended up having, like, a free, like, um, you know, last Christmas when it was, like, you get 10 samples and you, you can get a free, free like, whatever ounce. Yeah. I had that still back in, like, September when I broke it and I bought it. And Dolce Vita, that is me. Like, I love it. It's it's not as long-lasting as, like, some, like, um, Denasia got me a perfume very grown smelling so i really don't use it very often it's very sultry but like some perfumes <laughs> are like perfumes and like stay on your body y'all you need is one spray maybe no, two bro. three sprays and you're good but like i love me some dolce vita it's like it's cute it's girly but it's grown i love it so much and then so i literally bought it that next weekend i was like we don't play about dolce vita in this house and finally my beats now these are hand-me-down beats from dammy 
but oh my, I mean, and they're beat up, but I love them so much. Like just, I love volume all the way up, put my audio book on. I've, I've been, I, I just got into audio books this week and I started with one and you know, back in middle school and high school, if it was a bad book, you just read it through. Now we don't really got that much time on our hands. I was reading this book and it was basically like this girl, she's like, I'm a wasp and I'm just depressed. So, and I have a lot of money, so I'm just going to take a year to myself and just get high off pills. And I was just like, where? Wait, what? A wasp? <laughs> um, white Anglo-Saxon person. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm sitting here like, I didn't know this was sci-fi. I didn't know what we was getting into. Yeah. Yeah, and it was it was just like a year of rest and relaxation. And I was like, I got like 30 minutes into it. And I was like, let me look at the Goodreads. Literally, it was like, this is about a white woman who's depressed, who has a lot of money. And there's just, there's no plot. I don't think it should have took 300 pages for this. And I was like, let me stop it right now. Because I thought it was going to have a twist or something. No twist. I'm not big on reading synopsis. I'm glad I didn't do it for Verity because I did. I was like, yeah, it can't be that good. It is. Um, And now I'm reading Black Girls, some about suffering. It's, I feel like every, every Black girl should read it. It is called Black Girls Must Die Exhausted. Oh my gosh. Like, it is so good. Like, I'm like, wow, these are, these are experiences that Black girls go through. But like we might talk about them and brush them off, but like this is a full book about like just the experiences we go. Then I'm like, girl, did you read me? Did you ever? Did you read my like autobiography that I never wrote? Like it's really really good. So if you guys looking for a new book, definitely tap. And if you have Spotify Premium, Black Girls Must Die Exhausted is on the new audio book for Premium. So and you get 15 hours a month. Not sponsor, but uh, yeah, tap in. Um, but moms, what are what are the three products for you, moms? For me, me and that air fryer are going to die together. I don't care. I, I literally use it all the time. And I, it's not even just like to make like frozen foods. Like I've been using it as like a way to just speed up my cooking process. Like I made some steak bites for a movie night. Ooh. They tore them up. Like it's Ooh. now requested. And I was like, I literally just seasoned them and just popped in the oven. And yeah. they literally are a fan favorite. Um, so yeah, my air fryer locked in for life. Um, my headphones too. Now there have been a few points where I almost voluntarily got rid of them things because I literally look like I'll drop them everywhere. And I remember one time I dropped them on the subway. I almost just let them stay there. I said, that's, those aren't even mine anymore. God's got them. <laughs> and it's like everything in me to pick them up and like go home and distance. Cause now I can't listen to music with them. I'm yeah. end up with the nastiest ear infection the world has ever seen. Wait, I said, now I got to go home and bleach these as much as i can without messing them up yeah um so yeah the headphones are a must for real um and probably all of my skincare i don't think i've ever said this on the podcast but literally i went through such a bad skincare like rain i want to say in 2020 i was buying everything like i don't know why i thought i could just like mix all these chemicals and products together and literally now my my i would say my routine is like four products and now yeah. I just have a whole cabinet full of just dead products that I don't use that I try and I'm like, it broke me out or don't. Sunscreen, bro, my battle with sunscreen has been never lasting. Like literally, I thought black girl sunscreen was going to do it for me. And I feel like I just look like a greasy ball really? every time I put it on. Oh yes. my God. And I was like, this is the only one that doesn't live a white cast. But I feel so like I would have to like dab my face with paper towels. So now mm -hmm. my little four step skincare routine, me and her is locked in. Whatever I like 
run out. I literally get it that day. Same day yeah. order. Not yeah. playing. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I think I would put perfumes on this list too, but realistically, I don't think I have a favorite right now that I would like replace right now. I think I just like, I alternate based on how I'm feeling. And yeah, yeah. I mean, I say that until I drop it, then I probably will, but mm-hmm. realistically, yeah. Yeah. Um, so as you guys know, we have our rosebud and thorn. Um, so E is going to give theirs because we, well, whenever we have guests, we just let them take the floor because realistically we can really talk and this yeah. would be a long episode if we do. Yeah. Um, so if you guys are new here, your rose is something good during your week. Your bud is something you're looking forward to and your thorn is something really terrible in your week. Mm-hmm. And listen, it's a problem because I can also talk too. So we're just all going <laughs> to set each other off. It's going to be great. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So my rose, uh, my dad said that he was going to pay for school before like freshman year. And then I graduated back in 2021. But this week, my mom sent the message and it was like, all of my parent loans are paid for. So we're Love. four fifths of the way there. Yeah. Love. Yeah. <laughs> so, wow. Keeping keeping the fingers crossed he'll come through on that student loan because uh, I miss I miss life before October first when that first one was due for me. All right, so my bud, I have so much PTO coming up because back in like mm. August I checked in and I had taken five days off, three of which I was moving into this place. So I said, let me let me fix that. So I have three flights between now and the end of January and you should y'all are just yeah. gonna have to stay tuned on the gram to see what those are so yeah love oh, love a trip yeah love a trip okay listen so excited shopping happening packing yes and then oh, no. my thorn Colorado had its first snow and um the first snow, you figure out if you can or cannot drive in the snow. So mm. that one was a mess. My Uber driver literally almost slid into a car on the way out because I had my besties in town. So not looking forward to that. And I'm getting back from a sinus infection that I think was kind of caused by the weather. Because mm. I was down and out. I was dizzy and nauseous if I'd like turned my Whoa. head. So I don't know what that was from, but oh my god, we're back. <laughs> yeah, Period. no, like I was down, down. Yeah, dizzy and nauseous is a combo. I never wish on my worst enemy. Worst enemy. Well, <laughs> no, I'm playing. Kidding me? Yeah, I was like, let me not start thinking of names. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because yeah, the, the the list is long, especially in the type of Black World universe. Listen, um, as you know, we we have a list. We have um, a list. Yeah, guys. So, I mean, as you guys can see by the title of this episode, um, as we've gotten grown, I feel like we're realizing what our inner child needs. And at least for me, I've realized a lot of the things I do as an adult usually stem from like teenage, early, early childhood years, realistically. So this whole episode is about things that we're doing to heal our inner child, to pay attention to them and keep them in in mind whenever we're doing certain things and our behaviors that we can kind of learn how to cancel those out as adults realistically and grow from them. Um, So E, to start off with this, what did you start thinking about your inner child? What are their needs? And as an adult, what are you doing to help your inner child? So I started thinking about my inner child when I moved 
I graduated before the rest of like my bestie friend group. So I was just out there. They were like finishing school and I was just here in Colorado. I moved without knowing anybody or having been here before. So like that also will do it. But I dove so deep into school for so long that I was just like, I don't know who I am without that one. So figuring out those needs was really just like, oh, I feel really lonely. How am I going to fix that now that I can't just go down the street and see my friend that lives five minutes away? And it took a minute, but I think honestly, it's something that will always be like growing and changing for me. What about y'all? Absolutely. Um, for me, when again, when when I moved out on my own, went to I mean, back in 2021, um, bought a house, but my sister literally lived seven minutes down the road. So she was always there raiding my fridge, raiding my clothes. Like it it was me living on my own and doing a milestone thing that I really had wanted for a minute. But also Dammy was also there every other day. So it wasn't like I I wasn't left to my own devices and left to my own thoughts, like on my own until I moved to North Carolina. And if you're you're new here, I moved to North Carolina last tw- June of 2022 um, to start my job and like figuring out, okay, I've been paying bills for I don't even know how long, but like after, now I have disposable income, like what do I even do with this? And like, I had to spend a lot of time with myself and my thoughts. I had to figure out what I actually liked. Like, like E said, all of my life was, okay, academics get get this this that and the third done we graduate now we're in corporate okay that was the the most of my type a plan there was nothing after this like especially me wise not anybody else me wise it was academics corporate that's it now i got a salary got a hsa now literally what so like because i couldn't get academic validation anymore I didn't have no friends for a good portion of the first like half of the half of the time I was there. Um, I was just like, how can I validate myself a little bit more as an adult? And we'll get into that in the in the ways that we did that. But like disposable income really helped with that. But also journaling. Oh, my gosh. Journaling saved my life, like saved my adult life and saved me from like spiraling into like a I don't know what I'm doing with my life because I don't have academics anymore. Should I go? Should should I should I go get my master's in something? Mm. You see what I'm saying? Like journaling really helped me figure out like why am I feeling the way I'm feeling? What are the, some of the things I want in the next three months? Like the you really don't understand the power of journaling until you start doing it. I have been stopped just because life is life, but like not as much like it had back then. I stopped journaling for a bit, but I definitely do need to pick it up. My mom's. What about you? literally the exact same story like for me for context if you guys are new here too like I moved out here from my job to like New York originally in Brooklyn and then if y'all know there was a lot happening in Brooklyn I ended up moving now to Jersey City (laughs) but um like that entire time where I moved it was September 2022 um and I literally started my job a week later after I moved and didn't even have a place to live and I'm like this is the first time where I'm really tackling something. And to looking back, I mean, I was really tackling it at the worst possible time as far as transitioning to corporate, living on my own and being completely alone in a big ass city that I have no family, no friends, no nobody. nobody. Um, that really forces you to, for one, get very comfy with who you are. 
yeah. off the bat because you're going to be with her all the time. You, I, I was like me and myself and I to the end of the day, mm-hmm. I didn't have anything really to look forward to also because I'm like realistically starting the job was the only thing I could really indulge myself in. And I realized like inner me also academic validation was where I was at. I'm like, I've always been graduated. I've always been doing well in my classes. And like, that was something that was feeding me because I was like, okay, I must be doing well. and I must be okay if I'm doing well in these areas. Because if I wasn't, I would be failing in those areas. Mm-hmm. So now that I didn't have that, I was like, okay, do I put all the energy into work? Do I become a workaholic? And I feel like the first couple months of working, and I would say up until like my six month point, that was what I was at. I was like, I have I have to work 24 seven because I got to prove myself. I'm early career. Like, and I'm a black woman in finance. It's very rare that we're even here to begin with. Like I have to prove myself. I have to work hella hard, which is true. But it's like, realistically, part of that is proving yourself. But part of that is also feeling this void of knowing like, I don't have anything else to validate me right now. I need that. I need that like professional validation to replace what I had in school. Um, So yeah, I'd say it got very, very like, very, very clear on what my priorities were as a kid and kind of what my life looked like as a kid and how I'm kind of still trying to hold on to that as an adult. And realistically, like the one day that I think I realized like, okay, you're not going to get that old life back. Regardless, this might feel like a vacation. The first couple months I moved out here, it literally felt like a vacation. I was like, I'm, I'm going to go back eventually. Like, I don't know. Like I didn't have any clear sense of what I was doing out here. And I was like, it doesn't even feel real yet. And I remember one time, like my friend Mia, who shout out to her, her and Lizzie, honestly, having a community was also a big part of it. I didn't have that at first when I first came here. Yeah. I remember one day she called me and we were talking and she was like, realistically, Tanasia, like the hardest part about this is just being lonely. Like at the end of the day, we're all kids. We all just want to have friends and family and have a good time and have fun. And I was like, I feel like that's the part that's missing, like feeling lonely, especially when you move out to a place that you don't know by yourself and you don't even have anyone to come home to. Like, I'm mm-hmm. used to it being chaotic as hell when I come home to my family, noise yep. constantly, someone to talk to. Even if I want to be alone, I still have the option to talk to somebody. And I realized like being alone is something that kind of forces you out of that. And I was like, that's a good point. So, um, yeah, I would say now that I realize that I now understand what my inner child prioritize and how I need to switch that up based on where I'm at right now. Cause I'm not 15 anymore. I'm 23, you know, Which sucks. And I'm just a 23 year old teenage girl, you know, that's what at I the end of the day. Today at the end of freaking day. Um, yeah. we, we talked about a lot of potential ways that we, that we actually helped ourselves, but let's get into the nitty gritty. So E, what are some ways you have figured out that helps you heal to become to become a functioning adult. So honestly, a lot of these I'm going to have to preface. I figured out recently because mm. after like the initial moving out, trying to figure out myself, I dove straight into a relationship and then lost myself again. Mm. So having to like actually come to terms with that and then also really deal with being alone. I found that routines are so helpful. I actually like wake up at, I think it's 745 right now, but who knows? Not me. Cause I have a little dog. And um, if I'm Aww. not up in time, she will just go on and wake me up. So I just set an alarm so we don't have to deal with it. And she makes sure that I get out twice a day so I can take her on her walks. Hey, Having, I hear. She yeah. Said I'm here. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> She probably feels like this is her podcast, not mine. But knowing that I have to feed her 
then also just like after work knowing that I just go and lay on the couch and just honestly scroll TikTok a little bit Mm -hmm. I have something to look forward to as I'm sitting there on like hour four of staring at the same document and during the week I shut down at nine and I will read my Kindle until I pass out wow now I'm reading Iron Flame by Rebecca Yaros because it just came out this week and love her down if you like Divergent Dragons yeah. Oh, I do. Actually, oh. I do. You, you want to eat good? Okay. <laughs> okay. Listen, if you like a little romanticy, that one's going to be for you. Here you said it's called Iron Fist. The first one is Fourth Wave <laughs> and then Iron Flame. <laughs> oh, okay. I was close. <laughs> I got this. Listen, that was like 60, yeah. 75%. So yeah. you go there. Yeah. Yeah. With an F. <laughs> yeah. Oh, um, yeah. Okay. What, what else? <laughs> um, I realized like, I don't want to have to like actually be where I could choose what kind of adult I am. I can still have fun at work or dress up in like bright colors if I want to. And I realized that like having that individuality and like going back to that thing of like, I get to pick what I want to wear, especially for those girlies that had uniforms growing up. Mm -hmm. Actually just being able to have fun with outfits is so nice. And I take advantage of that. And then the biggest one I'm gonna have to say is like therapy, medication. Mm -hmm. Cause uh, if you need meds and you're not on them, That was a fun first year here. Mm. Um, Don't know why I did that to myself, but did. And then uh, if you don't have anyone to talk to when you first move, therapy, having a therapist that you can just be like, hey, I am in a new place for the first time and I don't understand like how I'm supposed to go out and find friends. And we just sat there and talked about like, here's what you could do. And it was just kind of like having a homegirl and yeah, you had to pay for her, but you got to start somewhere. <laughs> huge, huge, huge facts. Yeah. Realistically, yeah. And yeah. it's also like, I feel like, especially on the part about not really feeling like you have to commit to something as an adult too, like commit to a version of who you think you should be. That's a huge one because I feel like in my head growing up, I always had this idea of like who Denasia would be in her like early 20s and it's like that doesn't have to match up it can be a completely different person because realistically I created this like prototype of what I imagined my 20s to look like when I was like eight like life has changed so much has happened since then like it's okay if whatever you envisioned yourself doing as a kid doesn't line up to where you're at right now mm-hmm. huge yeah. huge yeah. huge fact. um for me on my end like what's really in helping me become a functioning adult is like our generation does not look like, or maybe it does look like what we used to think adults look like, but I think we're changing it up. Like I'm still, I'm literally just a girl. Like I have been telling that to one of my mentees. Like she was like, Oh, like, I just don't know if this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. Like, I think like everybody here just wants to do this for the rest of their life. And I'm like, girl, me either. But like, they're yeah. like breeding us to become like the next round of people. And I'm like, Whoa, 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 Whoa. Bump the brakes. Like, I, I don't even, I don't know what I want to do in the next five years. Like, I know we had like the, the 2028 isn't really that far away, but like that can change. Cause in 2020, I mean, 2018, 
my my outlook of life and what totally is different. totally freaking different um but what's really been helping me become a functioning adult and like heal my inner child really is like buying myself fun little things like in the beginning of the of the pod um i definitely had a scarce and limited mindset like i would literally go into a store and be like is it a need will i or or more so will i die if i don't have this like you know how crazy that is to like go into a store and think that like i would have five things in my cart but i'm like mm, will i think about this if i if i don't when i leave the store like now it's just so great because i'm like I'm not a big spender. Y'all know I'm not a big spender. On cert, on my little niche things, I'll spend some money. Suitcase? Yeah. I'll drop bag. <laughs> but like on like regular stuff, like I'm not dropping bags. I'm very budget friendly girly. But like now I'm just like, I go into a store. If I'm going to the mall, I'm getting something. I'm leaving here with something. You see mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like I don't make all of this money like to just pay bills and just hold the money because we don't know what's going to happen next. I could die tomorrow and that that savings fund is just chilling. Like it's probably gonna go to my sisters or Danny or my mom, like whoever I had assigned it to. Like I will say, but I will say, you can't be dropping a bag on everything if you don't have disposable income. I, I, I would just advise that because the disposable income helps your inner child come out way easier than if you didn't have disposable income. I will say that right now. Like we are all very blessed to have disposable income to even have these conversations of having a limited and scarce mindset and having a, oh, like money flows to me easily. But like, I would just tell my sister that she's like, well, I think money is a construct and like, it'll just come to me. And I'm like, you can say that because you can do two heads and and make easily 1K. That's not something that happens for a lot of the people, like a, a lot of entrepreneurs, one, and a lot of corporate people too. Like a lot of corporate, especially millennials and Gen Zers are one paycheck away. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, frick, my quad pay is, is now affecting my credit. I can't pay this electric bill because that, I paid that that last paycheck was my fund bill, my fund money check. Like, if you know, you know. And like, it it really is hard to break away from that scarce mindset because it took me, I started in August. It took me probably a full year to get fully comfortable with buying stuff for myself and not feeling like, oh my gosh, that was so much money, even if it's like $75. I'm like, oh my gosh, you guys, like, I, I don't know how I'm going to financially cover, even though it's like, girl, look at your bank account. You you have, you've allotted enough money for all of your saving funds and your emergency fund. It's okay to spend money. And that's a very hard thing to appeal to swallow. And it's not like I came from the slums. Like the way my brain thinks, it's more so stems from anxiety. It, stem, it's not, it doesn't stem from, I had such a horrible childhood. My mom provided even if now looking back, I'm like, how did she do that? But shout out to her. You see what I'm saying? But like, I, I see, see, you know, like, yeah. I don't know how she did it, but like, she did it. And I'm just like really proud of like adult faith for making little faith happy. Like that is like a lot of the things that I do. I'm like, subconsciously, it's not something I say, but I'm like, these are the things that makes faith happy. Like painting my face. I know my friends are like, faith what's going on but it allows me to get my create creativity out like I didn't do it this Halloween just because we had a lot of life stuff going on and stuff but like buying cutesy little hats buying cute little earrings like putting together outfits I have not done that in a very long time um in the past year I really went hard on like 
what do I think other people would like on me? And I'm now getting back into, I used to wear like two, two skirts, one as a top, one at the bottom. Like I used to get so creative with outfits and I had this one teacher, Mr. Carnese, and he'd be like, Faith is a fashionista and 24, like my 24th year. Like I really want to try to get back into that because I, I get so happy when outfits work with my body. And like, I'm like, I bought this for a reason. This is the reason you see what I'm saying. So And just to wrap it up, I will say it did take about a full year of me making my salary to stop quad paying anything over $100. Because if it was $100, I would quad pay it. If if $100 or more, I would quad pay it. Now, I mean, if it's like $500, I may, but also I'm like, eh, I might wake two more paychecks and I can pay it in full. You know, like that is such a blessing. And like really being grateful for the things you have because not everybody in our at our age is able to do that. So being grateful and really figuring out like where I came from and where I want to be and journaling has freaking helped me. Plus friends, all goodness, talking to your friends. Wow. It will are really your, I, I don't even know what the word is. Uh, another form of oxygen in your, in your adulthood, having a good solid group of girl, girlfriends, boy, uh, guy friends that you could just call up. Hey, I'm going through it at work. Can I rant? You might not even understand what I'm talking about, but let me just rant. Okay. Get it out. Get it out. So all in all, I know that was a very long-winded thing to, thing to say, but little faith is is thriving. That's, she's having fun. Okay. What about you, moms? Um. Yeah. For me, like when I thought about this question, I thought about the tendencies that I did, especially as a kid and like for context, when I really look, when I really think back and look back to like why I feel like, especially the people pleasing tendencies, like were really, really strong for me as a kid. Realistically, like we moved every three to four years. So being the new kid at a new school, very, very consistently at a young age will really kind of mold you to be a, a people pleaser naturally. Like you're mm-hmm. going to find a way to fit in regardless. And you're going to try to mesh your way into whatever group you're put into like I call it the chameleon effect like you're gonna try to blend in with wherever you're at um and like for me I've moved to a lot of different schools I've lived in different states I've been in Hawaii I've been in Vegas like I've moved around a lot and for me I realized like well for one I think it came from my mom for sure because she was like Denasia ever since you've been a kid you are more willing to put other people's needs above your own and please till literally you cannot please anymore. And it's hurting you in effect. Like you're the one that's getting the blunt end of it and you're people pleasing and it's not even doing anything for you. And I had to stop that as an adult. And for me healing inner Denasia and like little Denasia, it's actually saying, no, I'm not crying. Sorry. (laughs) That probably sound people that are watching that sounded like a little voice crack. But um, for me, it's saying no to things and not feeling like I have to explain myself. Mm. Just saying no. Like if I don't want to do something, no like it doesn't mean I'm at work like no I'm not doing that but it just means like in general in my adult life if there are things that I don't feel comfortable doing I'm not going to do them and I don't have to explain it to nobody I don't got to be like well I was thinking and go on this long-winded explanation that they probably don't even want to know anyway I'm just saying no and being content with that and I think that that's very very difficult for me at least because I'm like I feel like I need to explain I feel like they deserve an explanation but mm-hmm. realistically unless it's somebody I'm close to or like they ask I don't feel that need to do it anymore and wow. for me it's like who who gonna who gonna beat me like if I say no to something what's gonna happen they can't force me to do it yeah who 
Like, realistically, what's going to happen to me? And once I clicked on that and I realized that, the people-pleasing tendencies went out the door because I'm like, realistically, if Danesia is uncomfortable doing something, Danesia is going to have to deal with that when I come back home and lay in the bed at night. Not the person that I did it for or the person that doesn't even know it's making me uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. So realistically, that was a huge thing I had to accomplish. And I feel like I didn't start doing that until like, not even in college. In college, I was people pleasing to the mats. I'm like president of every society ever going above and beyond what my means are like feeling like everything is an opportunity and being afraid to turn down things because I'm like, oh, what if I never get this opportunity again? Like, I don't know what that means for me and not knowing who I am realistically. So I'm just taking on everything because I'm like, I don't know where it's going to land me, but I won't know unless I try it. But now I'm like, I know what I want. It's not that. And I can say no to that. And it's okay. Mm -hmm. So that's helped little Danasia a lot. And also saying no to like friendships and relationships in my life. I think also as a kid, like if someone was my friend, I'm like, how can I not be friends with them? They would be friends with me. They like me. Like I got to be nice to them. I got to yeah. take, I got to take them into my circle because they like me, you know, like I need to be a nice person. Mm -hmm. trying to be a nice person and be be make sure everyone knows that I'm being nice has literally destroyed some of my younger years of trying to be people pleasing and trying so hard mm -hmm. to be everybody's friend not yeah. everybody's your friend like oh, yeah. my parents have been telling me that Tuh. since I was old enough to hear I just didn't like their tone and the way they were yeah. saying it but they yeah. was right okay <laughs> like not everybody is your friend everybody has good intentions just because somebody is trying to be your friend on the outside doesn't mean that you need to take that also if you feel uncomfortable or you feel a bad vibe about that person you don't have to talk to them and that's okay and yeah. if they don't like you okay not everybody's gonna like you not <laughs> sure why very hard very hard, hard. Listen, oh, literally, i used to be like what why don't you like me like literally wanting a full diagnosis on why they could why they don't like me so i can work on myself as yeah. if it was something I had to change. But it's like, yeah. realistically, I will constantly be feeling like I have to change myself if I'm accommodating what person one, two, and three don't like about me. Mm -hmm. Like, now I'm like, I didn't ask and I don't care. And that yeah. is so freeing. That's a hard one. That's a really, I'm, I'm getting there. But frick, especially in corporate, I'm, I'm such a fun person. Why don't you like me? What the frick? What do, what? There, there's something going yeah. on at home. We got to look internally. What's going on with you? Because it, it can't be me. Because I didn't yeah. do nothing wrong. Like, I'm really digging deep. Like, oh, my gosh, what did I do? I, 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 as y'all can see, this is a current thing that's happening. And I'm just like, and my friend going to talk about some, well, maybe he's racist. That can't be it. I just, <laughs> that just can't. I've never really embarked on the whole racist. I've never had anybody be racist to me. To my face, yeah. anyway. Like, that's such a crazy thing. But that happens. And I'm like. Is that the case? It may I was be. I gonna say some people just don't like being happy, but maybe, mom. And some people are threatened by your happiness. If they see you happy all the time, yep. they're like, "Why she's so happy?" Because they yeah. are miserable. So, yeah. And he's going on yeah. paternity leave, so I'm like, okay, maybe you don't want the kid. Like, uh, <laughs> I had I had to think of all the possible things, and that was one of. Them. Hey, I don't. I mean, you get you get PTO. Like, you should be happy. Anyways, anyways, y'all. What are some What are some of the joys of being a child that you do now to bring you back to little you and make them happy? E. Uh, I told y'all about my Kindle. Love her down forever and always. Because I I had like the first Kindle. 
that oh. was like a birthday present, Christmas present. Yeah, no, I've been riding with uh, Amazon for longer than I feel like I should. Why was that yeah. most of my life? <laughs> for sure. Uh, playing and hacking like games and consoles. I probably have four or five different systems in my apartment in different places. Oh, and wow. I'll just spend a weekend of like, oh, I'm going to reshell uh, my Joy-Cons on my Switch or hacking my 3DS. I've done like a few yeah. of those. That one's pretty fun. It's not too hard anymore because like people have done the hard part and then it's usually just like hit this button, don't delete anything. So not too hard anymore. Yeah. Going to musicals because uh, Hamilton, love her. Seeing six, ooh, in a few weeks. Good thing I remembered that one. Hey, that's a bud. Yeah, no, I- for real. Uh, traveling. I have had so much fun decorating my apartment. So finding like these lights were, I think, a third of their regular price at Target one morning. Period. Yeah. I I said, I'm going to buy one and I'm going to leave the other one for someone else because that's my good karma. Nice. I have like the most ridiculous Minecraft poster because like one part of it just made me laugh. So now every time I go into my living room, I just get to see them. And it's just like, make yourself happy in this space. You have to spend so much time Mm. collecting stuff. Like, Mm. yeah, absolutely. Anything I can collect. Bags. Me and Bagu, like anybody that knows me right now, I will be on the phone with them. And then I'll be like, oh, no, why isn't this in stock? Because I'm sitting there trying to change up the Google search to find like these out of stock items. Uh, Mm. that's not even just here in the u.s yes i was on like the japanese sites of like let me do some buy it, it got bad oh but girl you was on there translating <laughs> oh yes isn't that the the japanese yen you was on there usd to yen <laughs> oh yeah i, I said that. how much is this free shipping <laughs> it's really just yeah, a little thing i'm not gonna hold you it really little things for me like yeah one of my goals this year was, no, well, here's the thing. Back in, I couldn't tell you, but like I, one year I was like, I'm, I'm doing, my new year's revolution is, I'll never forget this. And my, one of my aunties was like, baby, it's a resolution. And I was like, mm, that's no, not the point. It's <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. You, it's literally the 31st. You know what I'm talking about. And so I would always make like things that I want to do in the year. And then by like March, April, I would stop. This was the one year I felt like I really gave it my all. I really tried to be very intentional. And so concerts and festivals were some, and traveling was one of my big things. I traveled a a few times from my job. I traveled a lot to see my friends and just like having a solo trip by myself. I'm like, wow, solo trips will really make you dig deep. Like I'm in a new city, like only for a few days. Like, what do I even like? What do I? It's up to me to figure it out. Like, also, um, FaceTime my friends. That's definitely one of my love languages. I love FaceTime my friends. Like, when they call me, I literally think it's an emergency. I'm like, hey, like, are are you having a, like, what's what's going on? Like, why the frick didn't you FaceTime me? Honestly, I FaceTime, like, a 95% of the time. Um, calling just feels like you are calling me for prison or something. Obviously, you wouldn't have your phone. But, like, calling just alerts my my anxiety like you are in danger. 
that's just what it is. My mom knows my anxiety, so she never calls me unless it's really something intense. Um, also, this podcast, I've always loved talking. Growing up, it was just like a when I would start when I would start talking too much, my mom would be like Malaysia, and it would when she said Malaysia, I'd be like, oh, okay. Um, I mean, let me go ahead and be quiet. Like when we would, I have two sisters. If you guys didn't know, hope and joy. My mom would we would always eat dinner every night. We would sit down, and my mom would be like, okay, guys, how was everybody's day? And they would hope and joy got so fed up. They'd be like, Faith, you get to have three class, three periods. Because I'd be like, okay, well, on the way to school, I did this. First period, I would go first period through eighth period. And then from 3.30 until dinner, I would give them the full rundown. And, like, my mom definitely should have had me checked out. Because, like, if one third of the daughters wasn't doing, like, wasn't, like, come on. Like, we, something going on. But, like, it got so bad they had to limit me. But just having the ability to just talk and like the girlies talk back to us and like mm-hmm. really like our advice and stuff like that. Like this podcast definitely heals my inner child. Like I just love talking. I will never stop talking. Like I, I love it so freaking much. Like it's like there's a lot up here and it's sometimes my brain runs fast in my mouth. So if you guys are ever like, dang, Faith talks really fast. That's just how it is. It's always been that way since birth. Since since two years old when I first started talking. Um, also, hanging with my boyfriend. Like, I didn't realize. Actually, I didn't realize. Growing up, I always wanted a boyfriend. I feel like we've talked about this. But, like, mm-hmm. it was always, like, oh, my gosh. I wish I could be have, like, a high school musical type thing. I wish I could be asked out to prom. I wish I could be asked out to homecoming. I want to have somebody carry my backpack. Like, I had always envisioned wanting a boyfriend and, like, during a time when I wasn't even look, I wasn't even checking for men wasn't even checking for men he came in swooped me off my feet and I was like whoa why are you being so nice to me literally pumped the brakes and it's like what do you want from me literally nothing just to be a nice guy and I was like eh, you're an alien like that can't that can't be it what do you want um having a boyfriend definitely has healed little faith because she always wanted a boyfriend like that that's something that she really wanted and never got so that that's really fun and finally um not finally posting quite literally any and everything I want I used to be somebody definitely could have kidnapped me and murdered me the way I posted every single freaking location I would be like at the mall and like timestamp and location tag like real real crazy in high school got a little bit better in college but still it was like you never know what you're going to it was more so the uncertainty of it you never know what you're going to get when you click on my story you never know. Even if even if it's the main story, you don't even you don't know what's gonna be on my story. And I love that. I love the thrill. Like people get a thrill. <laughs> I love the thrill. Oh my gosh. And I love being a troll. I am a troll. And it's it's really, really fun. Um and becoming I tried becoming a little bit more private this year. It was it was cool. I can't do it no more though, y'all. I, I really can't. Like that it's just not for me. It was cool for the first year of corporate, but now all my coworkers follow me and it's just like I just got to use my is. I Y'all know me. My Honestly, all my coworkers know me. They know y'all really know what's, y'all don't know what, what is about to come out of my mouth. So, um, and they love me for it. Really, really cool. So it's not every corporate story is going to be like that, but mine is. But it was cool to know that I could be private. I just don't like it. Um, and, <laughs> and finally, traveling, like I said, y'all, I love a good flight. Um, my next, my next how to, heal my inner child will be I basically had to dig deep and I said what do I enjoy doing on my downtime 
I like to watch food competition shows and I like to eat and I like to spend money on food. That's just what I like to do. And so my new goal is for for next year is to go to all 26 of the Michelin star um, restaurants in Colorado. That is my goal for next year. I am so lit. I've done all my research. Um, we're gonna have we're gonna hit two to three um, a month, and I'm like I'm gonna spend the money anyway on Uber mm-hmm. Eats. So might as well have designated food money for some good like. Okay, I'm excited. So like especially like when people ask you what do you do? Oh, I order Uber Eats and I nap. Like that would be what it is right now. Like especially <laughs> if I didn't want to tell them about the podcast. And so now I could be like, oh, I like, like, that's such a cool thing to do. Like, I love having cool things to look forward to. Um, So yeah, those are all my things. It really varies. But in the past, like six months, I've really done my big one, making little faith happy for sure. What about you, moms? Um, for me, um, for me, I was tapping back into reading as an adult. And I used to be a real, real, real big reader. Like, my mom had to take Twilight away from me when I was 12 because she's talking about the last book has sexual content. And I said, lady, I don't care. Went to the library, stole that book back. I said, I'm finishing this. Okay. Um, so like I was a real big reader. And like, I'd say up until like high school, college, just because things got so hectic. Mm-hmm. I was like, I genuinely just don't have the time to read anything. That's just not assigned reading. Like it just That's is right. what it is. Um, so I've been tapping back into that. And also I used to love watching like, I don't even know what to call this genre, like Pretty Little Liars, Teen Wolf, Vampire Diaries. Yeah. Definitely vampires and werewolves. Yeah. I used to eat that up as a kid. And like now I'm going back through and rewatching it. First of all, CGI was terrible in half of these. Yeah. Absolutely terrible. But the plots was giving. So right now I'm rewatching Teen Wolf and I'm still Team Styles to this day. Like I, I don't know what to tell you. Um, so I realistically like I'm trying to just remember what I used to do as a kid and just do it from time to time because I don't. I don't really think anything has really changed as far as my habits. I still love to go shopping, like literally going shopping and just walk around the mall. No objective, just vibes is still my go-to activity. I still do that. Um, Dressing up and just playing dress up. I still do that. And decorating also. Like when I first got my apartment, I was just excited to finally have like a pink couch. Like I couldn't have no pink couch in my mama's house. She said, this throws off the entire vibe in here. So now I'm able to like decorate my entire apartment the way that I want to and like kind of envision what I have always dreamed of like Denise's grown life looking like. Um, So that's another thing. I feel like I had something else on here. Oh yeah, go on, just go on and do it. Aaron's with a cute little drinky drink. As a kid, my mom had me hooked on Starbucks, girl. I would get my little, my little strawberries and cream frappuccino and she would get hers. Yep. And we would just go and do activities. And like part of me now still does that. And I'll even order that exact same drink. They didn't change up the formula. So it don't taste the same. It doesn't. It tastes a little crazy still. But regardless, like now I just go around and figure out what I want to do for that day. And it's just so freeing to know that my weekends for now are open. Mm -hmm. And I don't have to worry about doing homework or nothing crazy on the weekends. I can literally just dedicate what I actually want to do on the weekends. Because all of college and high school, it was like every weekend was just prep for the next week. It was no days off for real. And that's why I say like, if you are in college or high school and you feel like, oh my God, this is never ending. I feel like I'm never gonna get a break. Once you graduate, baby, life is so freeing. So freeing. You can dedicate those weekends to do whatever you want. Even time after work. Like if you get off at five, you can go ahead and do whatever you want from five to nine and then go to sleep. Mm -hmm. And that is literally like such a beauty. Um, Yeah, 
I feel like this is really good. Up, this healed my inner child, honestly. Yeah, like, he's happy. The podcast, the podcast, I will say, me and Faith has talked about this before. Like talking through these issues, realistically, these are not things we would just bring up every single day. Mm-hmm. I mean, if it comes up, it might, but like realistically, we're not digging this deep into our lives and like our childhood unless it is on the pod. So, yeah. like talking about stuff like this alone will heal your inner child. Mm-hmm. Yeah. For sure. Oh, this is fun. Love. Short, shorter, but we didn't have a lot of questions, but the questions we had were very big punches and very impactful. Yeah. And I know so I'm guys- taking some stuff from y'all. So I think that the yeah, vice versa. Girls are definitely going to do it. Yeah. Yeah. And vice versa. Yeah. Um, so moms, I think we should head into hot topics. Yeah. Um, I was just telling... Um, everyone that I, I had been spamming Denasia, like spamming Denasia with tweets. And if you guys are new here, that's how the bulk of our friendship was in the start from 2017 to like 2020. It just, it was on Twitter. We just sent each other tweets and that's how our friendship lasted. Um, So that's why Hot Topic is like, we, we've always had a version of Hot Topic on the pod, but basically it's just crazy stuff we've seen on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, and we want to share it with y'all. To be like, literally, why would you do that? Or why would you say that? And pre- previously, it was, why would you say that? Um, and a lot of these are, why would you do that? Slash, why would you say that? Um, so, Mom, E, do you have do you have one to start? <laughs> yes, because I just remembered it. Uh, I don't Love. know if y'all have seen the latest trailer for the Marvels. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I'm going to just show you this edit real quick. Because I didn't know that Nick Fury said this. What did he say? He said black girl what? magic. Girl, uh, sorry. I, I definitely thought he said F that magic. No, 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 no. They got Nick Fury yelling black girl magic. Oh, wow. That I didn't even know he magic. said magic. I didn't even hear nothing he said. <laughs> Those <laughs> editors, they, they go for style, not really clarity all the time. So that's fair. Really? Absolutely. Um, okay. on Nick Fury. <laughs> no, literally. Love, the fact that they even allowed him to say that, that's that's literally who. Um, I know they told him too. Yeah. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm, I literally just scrolled from the top. I probably sent in Asia between 20 and 30 tweets since we last talked, since we last recorded. Um, the first, the first, this is, this is a tweet, a four part tweet. The first slide said, he love you enough to not let you walk around looking crazy but doesn't know how to be nice about it. She, He said, how much your hair be costing? Okay. She said, 175, why? See if she got to squeeze it. Not gonna lie, your stuff is lifting and I wanted to snatch that stuff earlier, off earlier when I saw you. I was I was gonna let you meet my people tomorrow. So go handle that so you don't look ugly. What I want to say on this podcast will make us lose any sponsorship we ever thought we had. Cause who are you talking to? Are you? Yeah. You've lost your ever loving mom. Does it? And you don't even gotta give me no money. Actually, give me the money, and I'm spending on literally anything else. Because there's a not you could there's a nicer way to say that if you actually like me. He don't like her. He, he hates the money her. and goes. He literally hates her. He hates her. I wanted to snatch it off of you earlier, so you don't look ugly. 
you hate me. You actually want me to die. What? Yeah, that I literally said, excuse the frick out of me. <laughs> um, another one is there's it's been like trust men or be whatever. This one said trust men or be Mexican. And if you were around a lot of Mexican people, um, and especially I went to a lot of like predominantly white and Mexican schools. Somebody just posted these shoes. And I said, if, if honestly during hot topics, you have to watch, I'm sorry, or you're not really going to understand. And then I, there's no way I can describe these shoes to you. This, you got to watch it. I don't, I don't really know. You got to watch. You got, especially for this one, you got to watch it. They have a very big tongue, uh, shoe tongue. They're, but they're flights. And if you went to school in the hood at one point or another, flights were epidemic in during middle school and elementary. I don't know why everybody wants to wear them ugly shoes. Never something I wanted to do. It, Arizona, it, maybe it just impacted Arizona. I don't know. The no, no, it, it, it was a nationwide <laughs> epidemic. Yeah. <laughs> Mom, what about you? What? What, what have you been seeing lately? No, what's the one you were shocked about 13 minutes ago? Okay, so right before we got on this call, I gasped uh, out loud, audibly, because I yeah. said, oh, this is the perfect hot topic. And we've been covering this as a hot topic for the past, like, like season, honestly. Yeah. Um, I just saw on Twitter, Kiki Palmer has filed a restraining order against ex Darius Jackson is requesting full custody of their eight-month-year-old son. She alleges he has been physically violent towards her, including an instance where he trespassed her home, threatened her before lunging for her neck, striking her, throwing her over the couch, and stealing her phone. What the hell is going on? Do you think you're a teenage ninja mutator? Kiki Palmer, the people's princess? Oh, I <laughs> Bro, I was gonna go off. What? Who do you think you are? Who do you think you are? Run around leaving yeah. stars, collecting your jar of hearts? What the fuck is going on? Bro, I said lunging for her neck? This man's going down. You don't even have... I don't even understand what he think is going to happen to him. You don't even, your brother played a mediocre role on Insecure. That's the most you got. He wasn't even the best character. That's it. And what he saw fuck? how we rallied behind her. Like, like your life is about to be ruined, Buckaroo. You're right up there with Party. Oh, it's but, over. Tuh, you, neck and neck, oh, this, Buckaroo. Hey, this is worse. Because you putting your hands on that lady? Oh, absolutely. Party was putting his hands on another woman, but he putting his hands on Kiki. Yeah. It's over. On the list. Yeah. Oh, on the top of the list. Yeah. Um, he, he got a whole different list. We do not tolerate abusers over here. Oh, absolutely. The frick not. The frick's wrong with you. Y'all know. Lock them up. <laughs> Send them to the chair. <laughs> no, literally. Literally. Um, on my, not TikTok, on my, on my Twitter, there has been a lot of just crazy foods. So I'm going to, I'm going to show you two. Um, and whoever's eating this is also on the top of the list. Somebody said, co-worker saw my lunch and reported me to HR. And if you are listening, it is sweet baby Ray Ray's with a few cans of tuna. <laughs> I saw that. 
and I, I, I exited the app because my grandpa used to eat tuna and sardines out the can like it was nobody like 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 they were Cheez-Its so I was literally traumatized from that like and I'm just talking like in the car I'd be like <laughs> I'd be like Grampy what's that smell he got sardines in the passenger seat like I think that's one hand on the wheel thing. one hand like in the food in the sardines <laughs> I think that might be old person thing because my grand, my grandpa and my granddad also eat sardines, and I'm like, you guys don't have to eat that. We don't have to do that. We don't have to eat like that no more. It's okay. Like I think that's why free. I don't eat seafood to this day. Exactly, we're free, bro. I think me not eating seafood heals my inner child from what I had to smell growing up. I understand why you don't eat seafood if you, if that's what you're smelling on the way to preschool. Like, what are we still- doing? <laughs> it smells it smell crazy, and I'm trying to. Is it in my hair? Is it in, is it on my clothes? Imagine the sardine girl. Oh no, that never. I never got caught that. That would have done. That would have done years worth of damage. Damage. Okay. Um, the second one is some sort of spicy bowl with jalapenos, eggs, sausage. I actually don't I'm, know ruffles. I'm looking at it and I'm like, bro. The, they stomach's gonna be beatboxing by the end of the night. Then he, somebody said, y'all eat like pit bulls, and I really have to agree. And somebody, the final, the final, final, you know, the final boss. You play video games, you know. It's this chitlins and hot sauce. <laughs> Bro, reaction like that, moms. I've never seen you have a visceral reaction to this. Bro, absolutely not. Chitlins is one thing I just can't tolerate. Have you ever had chitlins? Never in life. Me Never will. Never. Anytime I bring that up, people are like, you just ain't had the right one. (laughs) On purpose, Buki. I'm never putting that in my body. Like, why would you even ask me that? Disrespectful. You've never had the right one? What type are there? They have, like, there's different levels to this. Medium rare? Bro, what? It don't change what it is. Isn't it intestines? Yeah. They be... Uh, no, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. I understand why oh. our ancestors had to. Because, you know, they would just give them the scraps. Right. Oh, oh, oh. Not questioning the history. But this is 2023. We don't gotta... We are free. We don't got to do that. Matter of fact, add pig feet to that. And yeah. pig noses. I don't, I don't eat meat anymore, but it shows, oh. like, you start to realize the people that will just, like, they're like, it's meat, I'll eat it. And, like, I'm especially afraid of them. Yeah, no, if you're going to eat, like, intestines, yeah. feet, like, we can be picky. No, Wait. they're the people I'd be afraid of in a in an apocalypse. I have a theory about that. I think people that will eat anything will be the first to eat you. If there's an apocalypse, I think they're going straight to cannibalism. Maybe that's a, maybe that's a maybe that's a why would you say that yes. in itself? Yeah. But them and the raw meat people. I agree. The girl on TikTok that we just eating raw meat out the pack. Have y'all seen that? She I has to get so. dewormed every month. Like a dog. He's like a dog. Like more than it. My dog ain't never had to get dewormed. She eat kibble. Get your hair done. Like, get your yeah. nails done. 
deworm. Deworm. Hey guys, come with me to my deworming appointment. Can you imagine? Get ready with me to go get dewormed. <laughs> a pit bull? Oh my gosh, that's Literally. so insane. And like they said, like, okay, so somebody made a TikTok like stitching her and they showed like before she started doing this whole like literal carnivore thing versus after she literally is like her face has changed like she looks like she eats only meat i don't know how to describe it she looks like a crude <laughs> you know the crudes the cartoon like it's like she looks very carnivorous <laughs> and that's no that's no that's no disrespect to her i'm just saying it it clearly changes your body you can't say somebody looks carnivorous and say no disrespect <laughs> <laughs> something that really 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 gets me going bro because why are you only eating meat like literally she'll take a pack of raw steak and just eat a grape like no seasoning like blood dripping down her hands i kid you not moms it's insane and people are like this is fake she's not swallowing it does she have to she's getting dewormed i think she's following a few of it following it she's out on my footprint that has not popped up my for you page but now that they've heard it it will tonight oh listen i'd be like not interested (laughs) every time i don't want to see this oh my god yeah wow i did not think we were going to go into a rabbit hole of crazy things to eat but I'm glad we got it out in this episode so we don't have to touch it on any other episode. I wanted to get it all out because I, I sent Danae to three and I've actually, I've known Danae for a minute. I don't think I've ever seen Danae have a visceral reaction other than seeing chitlins like that. And like, we've, we've had we've had plenty of talks that have, of just me being like, oh, nah, bro. But that did it. That did it. If y'all are watching, you saw. You saw. Um, oh, speaking of visceral reactions, so Lil Meech and Summer Walker are back together. Okay. I don't understand what's going on with them. I love Summer Walker down. She can do no no wrong in my eyes musically. Music. But some of that girl's takes, I I question. I question. But um, you know there's a there's that rumor going around that little Meech stinks. Have y'all heard that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so bad. And her too, that she don't shower. Yeah, so yeah. So like the picture that he posted of them together, it's like you know that you know that thing on Pinterest where like the girl will reach out and like the guy will reach out. <laughs> they said they must be reaching for deodorant, and that's insane. That's literally insane. What I have been saying, what I've been saying is cornbread for brains, because it just can't be anything else out there. Chitlins for brains. I mean, bringing in something before. Listen. Listen spicy bowl for brains i really don't know shout out love love her down i'm I'm glad she you know is 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 not producing better um being on the stage a little bit better and not at, being up there like it's her living room but you know other than that that's all the kudos i can give her nothing more nothing less Listen. sorry miss girl yeah wait what did i say oh i have a why would you do that for my own personal life Mm. So, as y'all know, I feel like I always be having, like, some type of maintenance, even though there's, there, it's nothing crazy, but it's always small things that irritate me. So, for one, like, my my bathroom cabinet was, like, slowly coming off the hinges, and one day, the thing just flipped off. Like, literally, it was standing up, and it just swung around the hinge, and it was hanging off. So, I had to call the man. 
I said, Ronnie, you know, I'm calling you back. You got to come fix this. Ronnie said, all right. So Ronnie came and he did a diagnosis on the cabinet, which AKA just meant replace it. And he's like, all right, I'm going to send my buddy down here to like, just take measurements, make sure we have the right cabinet when we order a new one. Perfect. Buddy comes in. He already seems very frazzled. And I was like, oh, like, I don't like this negative energy in my home. But anyway, I'm like, he's here to do his job. And he's like just taking measurements of the cabinet. I'm in the other like section because I'm like working stuff. So I didn't have time to like watch over his shoulder. And I, I don't think he's doing anything crazy. But he comes out and he's like, okay, ma'am, like I have everything I need. Just like really quick. Do you mind if I just use your restroom? I've had to use the bathroom for a minute. And like, I just have to go really bad. And I'm like, yeah, you're good. Don't worry. So like he shuts the door. I'm like, okay, I don't think nothing of it. And he's quick with it. So I don't think nothing of it, you know? So then he leaves. He's like, all right, have a good day. I'm like, have a good night. You know, whatever. I don't go in the bathroom for like, I'd say like probably till lunch. There was like two hours that it passed. Why do I go into my bathroom? And there are skitties all in my freaking toilet. This man blew my toilet up in a span of two and a half minutes. It must have been projecting out, bro. Because I'm like, I literally thought he just peed. It was so quick. And I look and I'm like, no way this man left skid marks in my toilet like this. And I didn't even got it. I didn't even get his name. Usually Ronnie's in here. I don't know who tore my toilet up. You know Ricky, what? When At I least you, he asked. When I catch you, Ricky. When I catch you. <laughs> I was just like, this is insane. And I should have known by how on edge he was when he came in here. That's only, that, that's the type of on edge you know you have to shit. And you're just like, I got to get this job done first. <laughs> Mom's a what? Bro, the look in his eyes was giving, I've been holding this in since I probably started my job. <laughs> that, that Bro, it's giving whatever he ate has been kicking at God's door all day. And I was just like, bro, because he came in here with a sense of urgency. And I, was like, I was like, oh, he must really want to get this cabinet done. Like, no, he had other plans. Oh, my gosh. I have I literally bleached. I bleached my entire my entire, everything. Hold on, hold on. What did Mama Thompson say when you told her? She said, I can't repeat what she said on here. She said, that nest. <laughs> <laughs> You didn't use that word. <laughs> I know, but that's a good interim for right now. Because y'all love that word. That's y'all favorite word. <laughs> oh, my. I was like, bro, there's no way. There's literally no way. Like, I, I don't even understand why he didn't. I literally have a little toilet, like, like the disposable toilet scrapers by the toilet. Like, if he wanted to hide the evidence, it was right there. I have it there for the courtesy of my guests. I even have a little poopery on the stand. I don't even think he used that. He was moving so quick. Two and a half? This is the fastest pooper I know. <laughs> he don't play. Down. He gets down. Oh my He's god. The number one sitter in the state. Like that <laughs> man was going for gold. <laughs> I was like, bro, this is crazy. I was like, you know what? And I was like, do I tell Ronnie his man been doing this or what do, what do I do? Like I, I don't even you know, when duty calls, I guess. Literally, like, like the maintenance people like, do not care because, yeah, I had the maintenance people come in to check my AC for like the first of it's still broken. And he like went into the bathroom to like look at stuff in there, and then he left out of like the apartment for a little bit to go get something. He never closed the bathroom door, but somehow, some way, that man peed in my toilet and then did not flush it. 
until he got back. And I think he didn't know that I knew because he like pulled the little, he like went into the toilet rather than just like blushing. Oh, so he and, was pissing on the side, thinking it was gonna yeah. grow. That's unserious. Very unserious. And I'm like, what? when you never close the door, I've been in the apartment the whole time. What's I felt very unbothered. And yeah, I felt just like you, Danasia, because I cleaned the entire thing top to bottom. Yeah. Anyway, I, said, I don't know where you've been, bro. He been eating chitlins. I said, I don't know where you can I don't know where you been, bro. But I gotta bleach everything. I gotta bleach where you walked, where you talked, where you breathed. Mm-hmm. Moms, that is I was gonna do a while to say that, but I, I don't think I can top y'all. I think I'm still saving for the next episode because what what? Literally what? But I do know we have a few good and it's going to make you think, what the frick's going on? A few calls and request lines. Let's go ahead and get into those. Um, if you're new here, calls and request line is just like how it sounds. Um, the girlies call in, their dilemmas, questions, anything and everything, top to bottom, whatever you could think, the calls and request line, have it. Um, if, if you have a dilemma or anything related to quite literally anything, we, it's going to be in the description below on YouTube and Spotify and Apple. And if you are on our Instagram, please follow us because we're almost at 800 followers. So I'm very, very excited for that. And um, and we'll see you if you don't if if you don't follow. I don't know how, but we'll see you. Just know we look. Um, and we got apps. We got apps. Very. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, it'll be in our link tree, and it's called Free Suggestion Box. And please, we love to hear your guys' dilemmas, and we love to possibly answer them. Again, we are not doctors or therapists, so please, you cannot hold us accountable for any of this. We're just trying our best to help the girlies out. This so, is for legal. This is for legal reasons. Legal. Okay, you can't Don't hold us to nothing. It does feel like the the girlies that have tapped back in after they've sent their limits, we've helped them. So we love that. We absolutely love when you tap back in. But moms, do you want me to read the first one? Yeah. Okay. Hey, Type A Black Girls, first of all, love, love, love listening to the podcast. Love you. Can always count on Type A Black Girls podcast to give me a good laugh or a tip, period. So back in 2021, I was on Tinder and matched with this guy. We ended up talking for a couple days, nothing serious, and made plans to possibly meet up, but that conversation died and we never spoke again. Fast forward to 2022, I got back on Tinder in hopes of just having fun, but met this amazing guy who I have a lot in common with, similar cultural background, which is non-negotiable for me. After a few months of going on dates and getting to know each other, he invited me to his brother's housewarming in y'all. Turns out his brother is the guy that I matched with on Tinder back in 2021. I have been to events where said brother was present. <clears throat> we haven't talked and la- we have talked and laughed together. And I can't tell if he just doesn't remember me from Tinder or he's pre- pretending not to for the sake of his brother, which I'm okay with. My question is, should I tell my man that I matched with his brother on Tinder or should I just pretend that it never happened since it was nothing serious and we never met in person? Things are going really great and I don't want to risk it, risk ruining it. Sorry this was so long, girl it wasn't. P.S. You girls are killing it, and I can't wait to see what the future holds for Type A Black Girls. Love y'all. Love you too, girl. We love okay. you. Love you too. Uh, e, you want to go first? Um, I think for one, you're going to know your relationship best and like how you feel like he would take it. But also, yeah, I think one of two ways. Either you know he's going to be mad and just don't say anything. And also, how much have you been talking to him? Because if you guys were, like, talking for 
48 hours straight and then it just didn't happen that's different than like four or five messages because if you guys are that type just be like hey nothing weird happened here but just wanted to let you know that like i recognized your brother because we met once because i think if you guys are like oh we had four or five messages and like i barely remembered him at first he shouldn't really care in my opinion no no i agree i agree i think honestly your best bet I mean, I don't, I feel like if you just matched with him, I think most guys, especially, don't even remember their matches. They probably just be swiping, honestly. So there's a chance that her, his brother doesn't even remember that it happened, especially if it was just a match and like no messages happened. If messages happened, I do think, you know, maybe you should then clarify and bring it up if you feel comfortable saying, like, okay, we did talk back and forth. Make sure that's known because you don't want the husband, uh, not the husband, um, the man you're talking to. Hey, he could be, he could be your husband down the line. You don't have to have to figure out later down the line that you were flirting with his brother when you guys first met. Yeah. Um. So first of all, I guess I would, I would first bring it up to the boyfriend, and then bring it up with maybe the brother if it escalates. That way he can prove also that it was nothing. It was literally just Tinder message or a like, and it was nothing crazy. But just make sure that he knows that, like, it was obviously something that you didn't even remember until you saw the brother in person. So that shows that it really wasn't anything deep. Yeah. No, I agree. He probably with didn't him. even know I'm... he had a brother. Right. Because it was only a couple of days of talking. And, you know, men don't really be texting that great, especially on Tinder. Like, especially. Ooh. Girl, why did my mom not know that I was once on Tinder and all the things? We were just in the car. And I was, we were talking, I just brought up something. This, the name, this name of the senator that's going up was one of the names of this really crazy looking guy that my friend swiped on. And it's like a, a running joke. Like his name is Kwame and he just looks like it's a very scary looking man. Like men's Tinder profiles truly are some of the haunt, scariest things on this planet, on planet earth. They don't really put a lot of thought mm-hmm. into it. And my mom was like, girl, when did you get Tinder? I said, mom, when I left that house and entered that dorm, I downloaded Tinder. I downloaded Bumble. I downloaded plenty of fish. And you know, plenty of fish is for, uh, 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 you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, that's, I I don't know at what point you get on plenty of fish, but you're not finding a husband. You might find a little, uh, uh, something uh, on there. Okay. From what I've seen. Um, And she was like, girl, I said, girl, I was grown. I'm 18. I'm in a dorm on my student loans. I'm gonna do whatever right. I want with the phone bill, phone that I paid a bill for. You see what I'm saying? Um, but yeah, girl, uh, have fun. But also, honesty is the best policy. And if you think this can actually go long, I'd rather you say it in the first three months than a year and three months. And he's like, bro, why didn't you tell me? That's weird. He, I was gonna say, if this goes further, and you know it will. He's gonna be like, you should have brought it up when you realize, versus having that as a secret that you feel like is hanging over your head for like years. That makes it worse, to be honest, and just bring it up and nip it in the butt, realistically. And it doesn't have to be anything deep, just like, hey, like, I was looking at your brother, and I was like, why do you look so familiar? And I realized, like, we match on Tinder. Ha-ha. Look back and laugh. Like, that's really what it is. It's like, we all are on Tinder. We all have swiped. Like, it's, like, he shouldn't be mad at you. If he's mad at you, you might, like, what's, what's going on with you? Is there, like, a sibling rivalry? Like, but honesty is the best policy, especially especially in the beginning. Right. And yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, he the brother that won. He got you. So, shoot, it worked out. Obviously, you got a type. So, that you know, that's, that's good. It works out in your favor, too. Huge facts. <laughs> huge, huge facts. 
Um, okay, so this next one. Now, this is the first time we never got somebody in all caps with multiple exclamation points. So I was like, we got to talk about this one. Yeah. Danasia, please, 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 please talk about why you decided to pursue Delta and about your overall experience. Also feelings surrounding your experience from interest, from being an interest to making it all the way through. It would mean the world to me. I've been feeling really alone and lost about my feelings. Girl, you came to the right person. So for me, I, I realized I wanted to become a Delta my senior year of high school, um, I had applied for like a Delta scholarship. Now, at the time, I didn't even know what I was applying for. I was not familiar with Greek life at all in high school. And like I, no one in my family is like D9. So I had no idea what that whole world was until I got to college, realistically. But in high school, I was somewhat introduced to it because I applied for a Delta scholarship um, for like high school seniors to go to college. And I got it. And I remember I had to my interview process was so stressful. I had to walk in and it was literally like a long, like a long boardroom table with all Delta women, like sitting like this and like the president of the chapter sitting at the end of the table and I had to sit at the other end. And it was like, hello, Danasia. Um, can you tell us why you deserve the scholarship? And I was shaking in my boots. Like it was, so, it was the most, it was more serious than any job interview I've ever done. And that was just for the scholarship. Oh my and God. It was insane. That was the first time I had to like really, really like come with my game. I, I remember I went around the room and shook everybody's hand. I said, good mornings, miss. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, and did my whole thing. So that was my first introduction. That's when I knew Delta Woman didn't play. But that's also when I knew I wanted to be one of those women at the table. Because I was like, I love that they're so like, so confident, like so firm and confident in themselves and how they, how they carry themselves. Like, I love that. So I knew that going into college. Um, my freshman year, especially going to a PWI, I knew I wanted to be a part of like a group of black women that I feel like we're doing something. I feel like I can look up to women there that are in Delta as well. And also like once I'm in the organization, learn from people around me and like contribute back realistically. And that's what I wanted to do. And when I first was freshman in college, I felt like some of the people I was meeting on campus, I wasn't really connecting with. Like they were just like, I call them orientation friends, like people you meet in orientation where you're like, oh, hey you know, and they're like your friends because you don't know anybody else. But like, I feel like I hadn't found my people. And for me, like um, the Deltas on my campus, when I looked to them, those were the type of women that I wanted to like see myself hanging out with, see myself doing big things like that. Even if it wasn't the same career path or major or whatever, I loved like their determination. And that was kind of what inspired me to do it. And I started literally watching every single Delta video on YouTube. Like I didn't even know about like I think most of the time people think of D9 and think about like stepping or think about like, you know, like just the, the more sparkly aspects of the sorority, but I didn't even know that until I started going on YouTube and like doing my own research and realizing like, first of all, it's huge in South, huge at HBCUs, especially Howard, since that's where Delta was, was founded and created. So um, I just started diving really deep into the world of Delta and off bat, like, I don't know if you're deciding between like, you know, do you want to be a Delta or do you want to get in D9 in, in, in general? But I would say definitely like fill out the people that are actually, if you're a college student at your campus, figure out if those are the people that you mesh with and people that you see yourself growing with. Because if you go and you meet them and you're like, oh, I don't really think this is who I feel like I need to be a part of. Trust that gut instinct. For me, I met the Deltas on my campus and it felt like it clicked. I was like, this is somewhere I feel like I could call home. So keep that in mind when you're going through it. I know you said you feel really alone. I'm not gonna lie. Many, many people are called, few are chosen. Becoming a Delta can be a lonely journey in the sense that like you only have you and your line sisters and your Delta sisters. So keep that in mind. Like 
it's it's gonna feel tough it's gonna feel lonely at times it's gonna feel like you're doing a lot to really sacrifice and become the delta woman that you want to be but it's so worth it in the end um and also what else did you say oh from being an interest to making it all the way through it will be the most life-changing journey you go through to be honest with you like that was a huge part of my college experience and i feel like the reason why i'm so confident about most things and why i'm so like trusting the process about my life in general is because I had to go through things through Delta and learn about how to work with other like like-minded women. Even if we don't agree on something, I'm still learning how to work with women that are like me and doing that and being surrounded by that and having that community is huge for me. So it really changed my whole perspective. And I say, especially if you go to a PWI to pursue it, if you're thinking about it, because it will be like, you're home away from home, especially when you're surrounded by people who probably don't understand you in your classes or in any other organizations that you're part of. Um, so yeah, I'd say it's really rewarding. But yeah, that was my perspective on it. And like, I am literally tight knit, like close still with all of all the people that I went through my process with all the people that I connected with, like even people that are literally 20 plus years older than me are swiping up on my stories, supporting me, giving me advice, like texting me catching up with me and like having that type of community, even if it's not just people your age and people older than you that can be mentors to you is huge. So um, yeah, love Delta. Delta is a huge part of my life. I mean, like I talk about it sometimes on the podcast, but realistically, like unless somebody that's also in D9 is on the pod, like it really only comes up if you guys ask because, you know, it just depends. But um, I definitely say like, go for it and trust the process also if you are deciding to. Absolutely. E, do you want to read the last one? Because I think this is probably one of the craziest ones we've got so far. Of course. This one is okay. crazy, girlies, so please bear with me. My best friend and I have known each other since we were 18. We're now 25 and working big girl jobs. Here's the problem. I think we're in two different stages of our life now. I'm focused on improving my mental health and balancing work and my education. And she's focused on men and making friends. She was dumped by her ugly ass, evil ass ex back in March, and now she's becoming a serial dater. We're long distance besties, so whenever she FaceTimes me, she fills me in on the tea, and it's always so worrying to me. She mostly talks about guys and sex nowadays. She's having sex without condoms sometimes. She met up with a stranger in the middle of the night and had sex in his car in a public parking lot. And now she's having casual sex with this guy who went to jail three times has two kids he didn't tell her about, has done hard drugs, and has a tattoo of his ex. She says he's a really nice person who wants to Im improve himself. I've expressed my worry and told her that she might be making poor decisions, but she believes she's actively thinking about her choices and acting accordingly. I apologize to her for being so judgmental, but I can't help wondering if I should keep giving her advice and supporting her as much as I can, or if we should have a conversation about the chance that we're incompatible as friends now. I'm also wondering if I'm just being too concerned and if I should just work on easing up a bit. I care for her, but her new lifestyle is stressing me out. And I miss our conversations that weren't centered around ugly dudes who don't deserve her. Any advice is appreciated. Tell me I'm being too judgy if you need to. And weren't. You aren't. That is literally not. insane. And I can't talk on it first. So I'm gonna let y'all go. <laughs> okay. uh, for me, that's insane behavior. And like, if you're already feeling a gut feeling, like I, anytime I get on FaceTime with her or call her, I don't know what's about to come out of her mouth, but I love her so much. 
seeing her basically like throw away this part of her life is hurting me. It's it's hard, but I will say I think unless she asks you for your advice, just be a listening ear. And when that becomes too much, just be like, hey girl, I can't hear about this anymore. You might need to have mm-hmm. find another friend to talk to, uh, to say this stuff to, but I can't hear it anymore. I like we've had. I think me and Denisha both had friends that are just like very boisterous and just like, okay, if you're not going to do anything about it, I I don't want to hear it. Like I would I would much rather us just can we talk about literally anything else? Can we talk about our big girl jobs and our struggles there? Like, ha, like just saying like, I you are you're taking a toll on my mental health because of the decision you're making and that can be a very hard pill to swallow especially if you are her go-to friend to talk about it no bars held everything she got going on but if it's taking a toll on you 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 kind of have to i would say listen to not my circus not my monkeys and um what episode do, do we have coming up i'll i'll think i'll look look up look it up the, but the one coming out yeah Oh, I forgot what I titled it. Hold on. I'm gonna find it. Yeah, because that that's definitely gonna help because moms, if it's taking a toll on you, the few hours you're not at work, that's a lot. That's a lot on on the dome. Um, yeah. Um, per, for, okay, I, I kind of approached this question like, I'm imagining if this is one of my close friends and I'm in your situation and one of my close friends right now did a complete 180 and now all of a sudden they are acting the way she acted. Because that, I feel like that's helping me like think about it more realistically, like how I would handle it. Um, for one, I feel like the way she's acting is a result of that breakup. You said her funky, her funky ass ads. I think he definitely had an impact on her confidence, and I think she's using sets and like talking to other men and using that as an outlet to try to like validate either whatever she feels like she's missing from her old relationship, or just the fact that she just went through a terrible breakup and like these men are giving her the literal bare minimum, but she needs that right now. So knowing that, I feel like you have to approach it knowing that for one, she's probably in a very delicate mental state. Like she probably needs her best friend, but also understand you can only take on so much, but come to her realistically and just be real with her. Like, hey girl, you are not valuing yourself right now. I want better for you. How can we fix this? And see what she says. If, If she's willing to do something about it, then it's like, okay, then we can work on that. But if she's like closed off and is like, girl, I don't really care what you have to say. Like, this is my life, yada, yada, yada. And then she is 25, you're 25. Y'all are grown. Yeah. We can't blame this on like teenage, you know, oh, I'm just trying to figure out my life. Like I'm not saying you have to have 25, once you turn 25, you have it all figured out. But it's like, realistically, she's not in her early 20s or a teenager anymore. So there's a point where you got to start taking accountability for those actions. So if you bring this up to her and share how you feel and feel like, girl, I'm uncomfortable. And I think you are not valuing yourself the way that I'd like you to. And she still does not care. Then you can evaluate whether or not like this friendship is something worth having. But I do think given that you guys have been best friends for a while, and like, she was not always like this. The true part of her to her core is still in there. It's just probably layered. There's a lot of layers of like, insecurity, probably and like hurt and pain on top of that. That's kind of like masking who she is right now. So yeah, I'd say have the conversation first, but also give her grace as you have that conversation and figure out how she responds to figure out how you respond. Yeah. Um, and that, ep- that episode is compartmentalizing friendships. Yep. Mm-hmm. yep. That, yeah. So, yeah. I mean, yeah, it does suck though, because it's like, 
if she's not really changing after you have a real serious talk with her about it, it's like, okay, maybe this is how she is now. And you will have to accept that. Yeah. Oh, goodness. It sucks. It does. 25. Like, your frontal lobe is a little more developed at that point. Like, you you should be almost done by then. So it's like, yeah, to a degree, like, making these reckless decisions and, like, as a reformed reckless decision, like, boy crazy type person, if she's not taking your advice right now, like, she isn't until she figures it out for herself. Which is a hard pill to swallow as a good friend. But if you still want her to be in your life long term, it might just be worth it to step back right now. And you can just like straight up let her know, like, I can't have this energy in my life, right? I love you. I care for you. But I'm going to do it from a distance right now. It, it's going to be a Twitch live stream, like- not a meet and greet. Maybe that's like the wake up call she needs realistically. Like if she sees that even her own best friend is like, girl, I'm not going to put up with what you got going on because I want better for you. That might be something that now clicks in her head. Like, oh, let me let me get my life together because you're right. Like she is 25. So it's like if she's making those decisions. She has to stand on them. And I don't feel like you have to apologize for being judgmental. I don't think that's judgy at all. I think the decisions she's making are are crazy so it's like i don't think that's a bad thing and realistically she's putting her health at risk too so it's like health that's the biggest thing like yeah you're being crazy but now you're putting your health in the way like please i don't know how to say this gently but like have her ask her i don't how do you tell somebody please go get checked because you're not being responsible just like Make that your did you get checked? like did, did, let, let's go get we can go together Let's go get let's go together. Let's have it. Let's make it a friend day. Let's go get brunch and then go get tested. Because even though you may not think yep. you need to get tested, I think it's still good to do it once once a year. Um, and if you're being that reckless, maybe even once a month. Yeah, they're having oh, oh epidemic. Listen, oh boy, in, that we meet up with in the public parking lot at three a.m. And oh boy, that went to jail three times. Like it's not like we're choosing. People that off off the rip we can see is you know oh he he he's he's probably clean we don't know we so don't, it's like yeah. and yeah. if and if you've listened to one of the failed talking stages y'all know I had a run in with the man who didn't tell me he had a kid until like four months later and if he can hide that from you two three kids from you what else is he right. not only that we had a type A black girl that submitted um a call yeah. for the quest line talking about how her her boyfriend of like eight years gave her an std and that's somebody that she's in a relationship with so it's like stds are nothing to play with especially with random random guys that you don't know anything about and it could be lying to your face huge facts yeah so good luck girlies let us know how all of these turn out we love a good update but especially to the last girl like give her give her grace for the first conversation but after that you got to stand on business unfortunately if you need to play this for her I stand by everything I said. <laughs> Imagine. Hey, I have to actually just listen to this podcast together. That'd be crazy. But if it's you're like, oh my God, this sounds just like your situation, girl. Like, we should listen to what they said. Hey. <laughs> just clip it. Just clip it. Oh my God. Then we've got to listen to everything else. They don't got to listen to nothing about chitlins, nothing. They can That's- just cut straight to 135. What do mm-hmm. we say at that point? Oh, um, yeah, but good luck to the girlies. We we love when you guys share your dilemmas. Yeah, even if they're hard dilemmas, like it's good to talk about them. So yeah, um, 
yeah guys we have a lot more that were submitted also that we'll get to um some of them will be in the next couple episodes and some of them will be actually for one of our main topics that you guys will see so yeah we will be back soon thank you to eat also for coming on we're so happy like the fact that we're able to have somebody that listens to us and is like like knows so much about the podcast actually just like chill and talk to us is so cool so thank you i love y'all thank y'all for having me because i'm just having love to talk and i don't have a podcast so i got to just sit in on y'all's today yeah hey, cool we're knocking it's, things off the bucket list <laughs> no quite literally quite literally uh, but make sure y'all follow us on instagram let's get to 800 um followers follow us on youtube let's get to 200 subscribers join the group me Late because three. the girlies actually me e and one other girl in denver we're gonna go have brunch in december so if wow. you are trying to look for friends, the group me, I'm sure there's at least one girly that lives in your city or state. And y'all or, can link up. Or knows somebody that does. So Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And pretty soon we might even have a link up with all of you and me and maybe some other people that live in a particular city. We don't know. We don't know. We don't know. Wink, wink. We don't know. <laughs> But um, yeah. love you guys so much. Thank you, E, for coming on. And um, E, where can they find you? Um, most places, it's probably going to be Lazoo. L I double Z double O T. Love. Period. 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 We love Lazoo. I know that's right. That, that, <laughs> that, that's honestly your yeah. name in my head. So, um, yeah. Um, yeah. Thank you so much for coming thank on. And we will see you guys next week. Bye. Bye, guys. See you later. Bye, y'all.